0: Welcome back to Grit, Grace, and Coffee Grinds. This is your host, Anna McCutcheon, and you're listening to episode 46. What we are currently seeing and experiencing in our world today is the aftermath of a 50-year organized strategic attack on the Church of America. Political podiums and gospel pulpits were once used for standing against the enemy, speaking truth to the masses. And protecting it with laws pinned into existence by men of God who fear not for their very life. God's own soldiers can no longer speak truth without sounding harsh, cruel, radical, or even foolish and absent-minded. Listen, soldier, the truth matters to God and so it must matter to us. We need to stand, speak the truth, regain ground, and protect our rights, our families with tenacious ferocity. We are here to talk about the truth, the nitty-gritty truth, the good, the bad, the ugly truth. Listen in. There are conversations that my husband and I have together that float around, sometimes gather evidence, and sometimes are just left for the mind to peek at curiously. Then there are other conversations that we have where my husband tries to convince me that I should, quote, really do a podcast with this topic. I really think people would resonate with what you are sharing and your perspective, end quote. And I always come up with these lame excuses of, No, my audience already knows what they believe about this. Or, I'm going to totally rub someone the wrong way. Or, it'll sound like I'm trying to be the expert on this topic and, and I'm not. And then, he has the audacity to counter with truth. And how can I deny that? Darn it. Then don't act like an authority on the subject and don't claim to be one. You opened the door to a conversation about prayer and spiritual warfare. And this has to do with spiritual warfare. So just open the door of conversation for this tougher topic and see where it goes. What I want to talk about today will sound like I'm talking about how to discover the will of God for your life. I want to be very clear with you. I am not. This is more about parent and child relationships and how that relationship affects the child's spiritual walk and the way they choose to fight for Jesus as they become more spiritually mature. The will of God is not a new topic for Christians, and in fact, it's usually kind of a glossed over one that not many people really talk about because they get scared of the mix between the sovereignty of God and the will of man. Again, I am not here to talk about God's role in the universe versus man's role in the universe and how much God allows us to make choices freely. For this episode, I sincerely hope to lay a foundation of understanding that is built on Ephesians 5.21, that parents and their children need to submit to one another in the fear of God. Although I was taught how to find the will of God in a theoretical way and a practical way, it really hit home with me during my college days. The sticky phrase was said during one of the chapel messages preached by a favorite evangelist at the time, Evangelist Dave Young. He was actually preaching a message on the will of God and how to discover what that perfect will of God looked like for your life. He's a very charismatic and dynamic preacher, so he's pretty fun to listen to. Near the end of his message, he said, I know what the will of God is for all of your lives today. You can trust me when I say that chapel room became as quiet as a morgue. No backpack shuffling, no sniffling, no coughing, no throat clearing. We all desperately wanted to know what the will of God was for our lives that day. You know what he said? He said, the will of God for each and every one of you is to go brush your teeth. I am not making that up. He said we overcomplicate the will of God, although we already know what it is. Love God and love other people. Do what we know to do is right and if God sees fit to call us to something different, something specific, something that he wants us to do, he'll let us know. Otherwise we simply need to do the next right thing. This is the statement that stuck with me. so." He said, when you forget why you're here or what you're doing or what your spiritual involvement is in the big picture, make it simple and go brush your teeth. I got it, folks. Like, I really got it. We brush our teeth to take care of our body so they don't rot out of our mouth. And we are not stuck having hundreds of dollars to pay unnecessarily for new teeth. We are to be stewards of what God has given us. So how does this exactly apply to spiritual warfare? Hold on, I'm getting there. For years, I was afraid, sometimes terrified, of being out of the will of God. I remember being anxious about this as early as pre-teens, definitely during my junior high and senior high school years, and all the way through college. I taught myself to overthink and overanalyze, challenge every point, double-double-check it with scripture. The simplest decisions that seemed like a cakewalk to another Christian would bring me to tears. I would talk to mentors and I would fast and pray through mealtimes just so I knew that I wasn't going to be out of favor with God. When I was 12, I was told by the preacher on a traveling college team that I would make an amazing evangelist's wife and that I was cut out for it and that I should pray about that. How could I not be influenced by this dashing, traveling evangelist at the impressionable age of 12? He was obviously doing what God wanted him to do, so he was being a voice piece for God, right? The team was there for three days and I was told about my future calling the first night of meetings. I began praying immediately and started to sincerely believe that being an evangelist's wife was my calling after all. I believed it so much that on the third night of meetings, after we brought the whole men's singing group to our home and fed them, I walked up to one of the men who had recently shared he believed God was calling him into evangelism, and to my embarrassment said, I want to be an evangelist's wife! everyone laughed except me. I sat down, cheeks flaming hot and red. When I was 16, a lady in our church told me that she could see me as a pastor's wife, really building up the women and exhorting the youth. When I was in college, I dated a young man who was solid and godly and right, but his major happened to be history, history of civilization, and my mentor at the time was quite disappointed and she encouraged me to end the relationship and that I knew better because that is not what God wanted me to do. I was to be in ministry and I was not going to be the wife of a history teacher. That particular man that I dated is now pastoring a church with his dear wife and little daughters and I am so happy to have known him. As an unmarried post-college graduate, my father sat me down and said he believed that God was going to use all the Spanish I learned in college and post-college and bring a young man along who wanted to be a missionary to South America. On a mission trip to Brazil about five years later, I was told by the president of the BIMI mission board... I was an amazing encourager and should really pray about traveling as a single missionary to encourage other missionaries who were really struggling and needed encouragement to stay on the field. For those of you in my audience who don't know me as well as others, I am not an evangelist's wife, nor am I a pastor's wife. I am not a missionary to South America or a missionary encourager to missionaries in Brazil. I am a soldier in the army of God who loves Jesus and is happily married. My husband asked me to make sure I said happily to an American patriot, a man who loves his country and has chosen to give his life for it as he serves in the United States Air Force. Here's the fine print. We are all human and we are all flawed. Children will make poor decisions and they will also make wise decisions. Parents, advisors, mentors, and pastors will give bad advice and good advice. They will open their mouth too often and not enough. Can we both just submit ourselves one to another in the fear of God? Must we live with the idea that God has a hammer over our heads and at any second we could lose favor with our divine authority? Again, this is not an episode about how to find the will of God for your life. But I can with absolute assurity say to anyone that's listening that if you are a devoted Christian and you are seeking God every day, when you need to know who your spouse is or when you need to know what your next assignment is in his army, newsflash, he'll let you know. Otherwise, stay true to God, speak truth, and go brush your teeth. Okay, I know half of you are asking me now, what in the world does this have to do with spiritual warfare? I'm so glad you asked. When your children, teens, high school graduates, college graduates, young adults, are so terrified of being out of the will of God, they will not concern themselves with spiritual warfare and guarding their peace of ground. They will not care about being involved politically and interceding for their country, Spending time fasting and praying for the needs of this nation and other families in their church assembly will not be at the forefront of their mind. Their mind and their heart will be focused solely on making sure that they stay on that balance beam and never fall off. Parents, God gave you the children you have for a very specific reason and asked you to steward them and show them how to experience Jesus Christ himself. You don't own them and they are not your property. They are a gift. To all the teens, college grads, and young adults out there, God set you in the family that you're in by design. This was no accident and definitely no mistake. Authority needs respect and authority should have a say in your life, but it should never trump the truth of God's word Or the burden and desire that He's put on your heart specifically? Can we tread carefully when it comes to knowing what the will of God is for somebody? Or suggesting that they do a particular occupation with their life for Jesus? Can we pray more for our parents and pray more for our children and then simply allow God to lead? There is no need to manipulate or beg or conjure up a way for your kids to know God's will for them. He can more than handle giving out new assignments to his troops. The nitty-gritty truth is this. Love God and love others. Oh, and by all means, please, don't forget to brush your teeth. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Grit, Grace, and Coffee Grinds. If you would like to connect beyond the podcast, I post weekly to Instagram, where you can find me at author Anna McCutcheon. And you can also find me over at AnnaMcCutcheon.com. We can provide a transcript for each episode. So if you know someone who either can't hear or prefers reading to listening, simply head on over to AnnaMcCutcheon.com slash about and send us a quick note asking for the episode that hit your fancy, and it will be sent to you. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate having an audience that truly enjoys discussing truth in whatever capacity that means. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.